Hello and welcome to episode number four of the All About Ag with Esther podcast. I am your host, Esther Van Overbeck, and I proudly represent the Waverly FFA chapter in the state of Nebraska. This week's guest is Aubrey McIndoe. Aubrey is a senior within the Stoughter FFA chapter and is actively involved at Stoughter High School in FFA varsity cheer and numerous academic clubs. She is currently serving as the Stillwater FFA president. Aubrey has thoroughly enjoyed her time in the FFA by participating in Ag Issues, the Agri-Science Fair, Livestock Judging, and Speech Giving. She loves advocating for agriculture through the platforms of councils. Aubrey is currently serving on the prestigious Oklahoma Youth Council, where she is surrounded by others who want to make an impact on Oklahoma agriculture. She was also serving as the vice president for the Oklahoma Junior Cattlemen's Association and is the president of the Oklahoma Junior Club Calf Association. She is a two-time state champion with her agri-science projects and a one-time national champion and is a national finalist again this year. She has had the honor and privilege of being able to show and raise cattle in Montana and Oklahoma. She has won numerous showmanship awards statewide and nationally with her cattle. One of the most notable awards she's won was the Effort Award at May Peaks Be a Champ Show Camp. She is passionate about Jesus and loving those around her by doing the little things. So, Aubrey, welcome to the podcast. Will you tell the viewers just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Aubrey McIndoe. I currently live right now in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where I've lived for the past about eight-ish years. I'm originally from Montana, and so coming to Oklahoma was a huge jump for me. Um, being able, I was a part of the agriculture industry there. My grandparents actually owned a Angus ranch about having 300 head of cattle, so we were constantly up there helping them, and that was really where my love of agriculture really came from, just being around them, loving the cattle that they had, riding horseback. So kind of that was so fun, and I'm beyond blessed to have had that opportunity as in my childhood. So moving to Oklahoma was really difficult because we no longer had them as our steady stream of ag in our lives. So we decided to start showing cattle in, um, in Montana, but Oklahoma is kind of where our passion really began for showing cattle. And it is extremely competitive down here, but it's something I truly love doing and I truly am um, really appreciative of, of it and all the lessons it's taught me. Um, I have, let's see, how many siblings? I have three siblings. I have an older brother who right now is playing D1 football at Oklahoma State, and then I have a sister. Um, she's also in college right now at OSU, and then I have a younger sister. And my parents and all of them are just really important to me, and they've really shaped who I am. So it's been really fun to move down here with all of them and just um, be able to have new experiences definitely with my FFA chapter, um, with school, being a cheerleader, and showing cattle has always been um, really fun for me to do down here especially. So, yeah, it's kind of a little bit about me. I truly love agriculture. I love advocating for it. And these past couple of years, I've gotten a lot of really cool opportunities to be a part of so many different boards um, that get to then advocate for the youth of our industry. So that's been really fun as well. So kind of talking about where your love for agriculture came from, is that what sparked you to join the FFA? It is. You know, I have a couple pictures of my grandparents I found recently of them in their FFA jackets. My grandma in her white sweetheart jacket and then my grandpa in his FFA jacket. And for me, that is so cool to see my history and heritage 
of family members being in the FFA. And then both of my older siblings were both in the FFA as well. And so their love for it really sparked my passion as well. And they, they brought me along to a lot of the different things that are going on here in Stillwater. And I've, I've really found something that I love doing. So if, that, if that's what made you join the FFA, what kind of made you stay? You know, honestly, it was my older sister, Libby. Uh, at first, I was really like, oh, there's a lot of people here. I'm a little nervous. I'm scared. But she jumped right in and showed me that these people love me and that these people are so willing to accept me. And I just, I really loved that about her. And then, so then that what made me want to stay and then seeing how much she impacted me, I wanted to impact other people just the same way. And I can, I can confidently tell you that I love the people around me in FFA. I love the way that make me feel. So that's what really made me stay is just the atmosphere that it created around me, such a positive, uplifting one where I felt like I could really do anything I want and had that support from my ag teachers, from the kids in my chapter. So that was really cool for me. And that's that's something that I think a lot of people, and I know a lot of people, especially in Stillwater, have experienced mm-hmm. because a lot of us, like my, especially <laughs> my grade, we all walked in and we were like, we don't really know what we're supposed to be yeah. doing. But a lot of you, especially since you and Libby were both officers at the time, you guys were so encouraging and uplifting and just pushed us to mm-hmm. um, reach for the stars. And um, it was there's something really special to be a part of. It was. It still is. Yeah. If someone was talking to you about maybe adding an ag class or joining the FFA, what would be your advice to them? Ooh, that's a really great question. And my thing to them would be to not be afraid to make mistakes or ask questions. Um, I know when I first joined the FFA, I had a really closed mind of like, okay, I don't know what this is really going to entail. And it ended up being one of my favorite classes of the entire day because I got to learn about bees. I got to learn about cows and chickens. And even out of that, I got to learn about leadership and all that kind of stuff. So I would tell them to go in with an open mind, to ask questions. Don't be afraid to look silly because there's points where I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I remember Mr. Branscombe or Nipper or Cleaver just telling me, um, just kind of affirming me and making me feel like, okay, this is where I belong because they just included me. They never made me feel dumb for asking questions. So I would just tell them to go in with an open mind. And then a class that I would personally love to add to Soul FFA would be a meats science class and just talking about um, the importance of that. That's that's really cool to me because here at Right, meat judging actually program, which I know you know about. So adding a class like that, I think that would really t- uh, help consumers as well be able to know what's going out on that shelves because our kids in those classes would be able to go out and tell people. And it's another avenue for advocating, but also just knowing what's on the shelves too. And I think going back to the meats um, class that, I mean, I heard Cleaver talk about it for a while last yeah. year, but I think that is such an important part of agriculture that a lot of people are missing out on because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that you know this, <laughs> but a lot of people don't since I moved, but meets evaluation is one of my favorite, favorite, yeah. favorite contests. Like that is my thing. Um, love meets evaluation. But <laughs> the things that you learn during that contest are so important, yeah. whether you're going to go into the meats industry or not. Because the things that we're learning during those contests are things that I use as a consumer now. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so it helps, it helps me make educated decisions when I'm at the store 
but then but when people are asking me about it I'm like this is why I choose this because and mm-hmm. so it kind of gives you that reasoning behind it too so I I think that would be a great addition to Sora of Bay. I agree. I love, I love, love, love meat shedding. <laughs> what is your favorite contest within the FFA? Oof, there's a lot that I've really appreciated. Um, this actually this past year, I got to be a part of the livestock evaluating team, and I absolutely loved that. At first, I was terrible, but a lot of coaching and a lot of practices have made me really appreciate it, and I really love doing I love being able to look at an animal and just evaluate it from hoof to hip just being able to look all of it and being able to just to really appreciate that animal and then go talk about it I've really loved doing that and it's really made me um, I'm actually looking at my own cattle better because I'm like okay this animal needs a little bit more here or just a little bit more here or how do I help it in there like feeding wise it's really helped me as well another contest that I absolutely love doing as well is um, I love the public speaking. Last year, I also got more into speaking. I actually had a speech last year over um, the lack of rural vets, and that's something that I feel really passionate about is that Oklahoma has really struggled to keep a lot of those large animal vets in rural places that really need them. So that was an important topic for me last year to talk about, and I had such a blast doing it. It was so fun. I really appreciated that one too. And I, while I didn't go on to make state or anything, I just really appreciated and had fun doing it and giving something that I truly felt like was an important topic. And I think that the when kind of talking about the contest you love, first off, love public speaking. <laughs> one of my fa- one of my favorites. Yeah. As you're talking about livestock judging, I kind of think about how you're judging the live animal and I judge uh, the not live animal. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's important to realize that, um, you know, kind of learning about it from a livestock perspective when it's still alive mm-hmm. to a post-mortem <laughs> aspect is something. Kind of... Yeah, I think that's important. It is right? very important. And so, like the decisions that you're making with your cattle help them be better market animals. Yes. So I think that's I think that's something really important. Do you have a contest that you maybe tried that you didn't like? Ooh, yes. I tried. <laughs> this is funny actually. Um, I recently got done speaking at an extemporaneous contest and I can thoroughly say that might have been my first and last time. I don't know, but I'm kind of confident on that one. Um, that was really tough for me. I have never gone into a contest where I didn't know what I was going to say. And so that's kind of the fun part about the contest, except for I got I drew a really hard topic that I wasn't quite ready to answer. And so just figuring out how to research it was something I need to better my practice on and get better at because that is what sets up your entire speech. If you don't know what how or how to research something, you're done for. <laughs> I need to learn how to do a better job of researching it and finding key points. I think I found a lot of good information about the topic, but not enough where I had meat to it where I could really talk about it. So I ended up going into that room and I was talking. I talked for about what felt like eight and a half minutes, but really it was two minutes and 19 seconds. So a little bit underneath my time that I needed to be at. So I got dogged for it, but um, the information I gave was really good, but I just needed to work on my overall presence and speech giving. So that's a contest I find really hard, and it's for the strong-hearted people. Um, I, I will try it again maybe later down the road, but it was kind of like my first failure at a speech contest where I really 
um, struggle giving it. And so that's something about myself that I now know that I need to be more prepared for that kind of contest. But I truly enjoyed it. It was fun. But I just need to do a better job of preparing myself for it. What topic did you draw? I drew, um, it was about, I drew an ag policy one because I feel like with all of the different ag issues teams I've been on and lots of speeches I've given, I've talked a lot about ag policy. So I felt pretty confident in that uh, area. And so I went and I drew a topic out and it was talking about how do we help um, make agriculture policy more flexible to help the ag market, which is a great question and a great topic if you really know what you're looking for. And I feel like I didn't quite understand or quite get my head um, fully around that topic. So that's kind of where I fell a little bit short. But I think if I had just known a little bit more about how to, to attack that topic, I think my speech would have been a lot better. So it was a good, it was a great topic, though. Yeah, that, I think that's a topic that a lot of people need education on. But yes. like you said, like even people in agriculture, we don't really know what that <laughs> topic even like. We don't really know what it means. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Kind of hard to, kind of hard to understand. Is there something? Because I know you're a senior, so I know that mm-hmm. your fake career is kind of wrapping up. Um, is there something you want to try before you end your career, or something you wish you would have tried um, earlier? Ooh, I have, I have a double answer for this. Something that I'm gonna actually gonna try in the spring will be an ag marketing team with two other my fellow mem- fellow members. I'm really excited for that one because we get to go in and we get to talk about a local business here in Stillwater and how we can help um, help their website look a little bit better, help add value and uh, kind of better products to their uh, business right now. So I'm excited for that one in the spring. Uh, something that I wish I would have done sooner is I really wish. Stillwater especially would have gotten the opportunity to go to a lot of speed or creed speaking contests when I was an eighth grader. I really got to miss out on a lot of that stuff just because of COVID. But that is something that I'm watching my younger sister do right now, Ainsley. And I love watching how much she loves it. She loves, she's right now in open ceremonies. She'll be doing creed later on. And it's just, it's really fun to see her enjoy so much of the things that I got to. So a little part of me is living vicariously through, through her, just kind of just supporting her and pushing her on to those goals. But yeah, so something I wish I could have done a little bit sooner was a little bit more public speaking as a younger kid. I think that's so special that Ansley is now in FA with you. Like, yeah. like I love her so much, but <laughs> it's so... It's so special that you guys get one year of being an ag together. Yeah, me too. So we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but what kind of made you choose to show cattle rather than any other species? Honestly, it's what my brother started showing, and it's what our family felt most comfortable with, and that's what our environment in Montana was like at the time. We had barns for cattle. We had our grandparents who supplied cattle for us. That's kind of just where we got started, and – now showing Oklahoma, I don't think I could show another species, maybe sheep, but I truly love showing cattle. It has taught me so much more about the cattle industry as a whole, but just being able to appreciate all the life lessons I've learned out in the barn. But I just, I love cattle so much. I love being able to um, grow them from babies all the way up to big fat so to go to OYE and just being able to 
go through each process and each step with them of feeding them, figuring out what they need, um, what kind of supplements need to go in, or, or just how much hair you need to work, or how much you need to walk them. So I really love doing that, being able to learn just a lot of different things that actually help my cattle grow. So that's been really fun. I really have truly enjoy, enjoyed that. I love also love doing it with my family. I've done it with my older siblings, and now it's just me and Ainsley out in the barn, which is kind of weird, but I really have enjoyed doing that with her. It's kind of like our little thing now. So I just, cattle have always been something that I truly love watching, and I love doing it as well. And that's something so special that you guys have made it, like a family affair to where you're all, because I remember there was a while when all three of you were in the barn together, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, there was. That's kind of, my brother had gone to college, but it was me, Lily, and Ainsley, and that was a blast. That was so fun. Yeah, like that's something that's something so special because you get to make all these memories with mm-hmm. um, your siblings and your family as you guys are going to cattle contests and livestock contests and yeah. all all the things. Yeah. Do you have They're... a favorite animal? Oh, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I was looking through a lot of my photo albums, just over-the-year pictures, and there's been two steers that I've absolutely just loved with my whole heart. Um, it was my first uh, Hereford here in Oklahoma. His name was, uh, what's his name? His name's Champ, short for champion, and he was no short of that name. He was such a fun steer to show. He, was, he loved showing. It just He wanted to be a show calf. He was one. So that was really fun showing him and just being able to walk into a ring. And he already kind of, it was like a job for him. He already knew what he was going to do. He set up easy. His hair was awesome. He was a big, fat steer. I loved showing him. He was really awesome and then the second one that I've loved hands down his name was Harry he was just really cool I don't I think it's a soda pop looking color like a cream one you know those um creamsicle popsicles you know that really orange one yeah yeah he looked like that he looked like that all over and then his his belly was this cool short horn pattern he was a really cool looking animal I, I miss him a lot but yeah he was really fun he was also a a show calf. He loved showing. So those ones make it so much easier than the ones that are crazy, and they make it so much more fun. I appreciated both of them so much. Yeah, I remember. I remember the one you had last year. You were talking about, um, and, and you were so like you were so in love with the one you had last year too. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I really have never had a bad animal that just was crazy. I really loved all of them for their unique pieces that they brought to our barn. So. And that's something that's something really special that mm-hmm. you haven't gotten a crazy one yet. Because a lot of people they end up getting four or five, and then they end up with <laughs> a crazy one somewhere in there. Yeah, I feel like Libby always had at least every other year one that was just nuts. So that was always kept us on our toes <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so what are your SAEs? So my SAE right now would be my livestock animals. It'd be my show steer for this year is actually going to Kansas City pretty soon. And then I have an OYE one. So those are my two this year. And then something I've actually started recently doing is my photography business. I've really gone into that um, these past two years. The first year is kind of figuring out how to use my camera, um, what lenses I needed, kind of all of that set up. And then um, now I'm taking a lot of senior photos. Like I'll, I'll go do a session tonight. So I'm really excited for that. But I I definitely think that Pictures tell way more than words do. I think someone can really look at a picture and just feel the emotion or the lighting or the, the angle of it and really have a way to connect with it, sometimes more than words can say. So I've really 
Um, I love doing that. I love taking pictures of my friends. That's something special to me because I, I get to see, I get to, I get to be a part of that super important part of their life right now. The senior photos, while they're, you only really use two or three of them on Instagram or in your house or whatever, or on a card, that's still something that I'd take. And that's, I'm starting to take a lot of pride in that because those pictures are what's going to be used in a couple years from now when they use a headshot or something. So for me, this is a really cool business opportunity for me, but just also it's really fun to see my progression in my skills as well for my first session to now my third or fourth one. So it's been really such a learning curve, but it's been so fun. And I really, I really love doing it now too. And I've seen you post a lot of the pictures on Instagram. And yeah. They look so good. They are Thank so you. good. Um, yeah, I'm sad yeah, we never was, got to do one before you left. I was like, no. I know, same, same. I was, re- I was really hoping we got to do them, and then, like, the day that you were like, can you do it? I was like, no, I'm not here. No. Like, I'm not there. Uh, Maybe I'll, but you know, I'll bring my camera to Nationals. That way we can take a little mini session. Oh, yeah. Let, let's do it. What are your CDEs and LDEs? My CDE would be my upcoming speech that I'm going to write about, um, our ag marketing that we're going to do, and then also livestock judging. So my spring is going to be packed full, but it's going to be a really fun one. And I cannot think of a better way to go out of my FFA career than doing all three of those things. And maybe something else, maybe floriculture or something different. I don't know. Um, It's kind of a year of last. So just really doing anything that I feel like um, I haven't tried yet because I've tried ag issues. I loved that. Um, I've tried agri-science. I'll be doing that in spring as well. Um, With that one, actually, me and my partner have had a lot of success, and I've really um, loved doing that. Last year, we had a social systems project, and we asked consumers if they were willing to spend um, more money for different brand-name items, for GMOs, kind of all of that stuff that usually has the quotation marks around it saying, like, oh, this is healthier. So we really wanted to find out if people were willing to spend that, And the interesting thing about that project is that people really are not willing to spend more, which is interesting because people are always like, oh, I'm going to spend more, I'm going to spend more. But when it comes down right down to inflation and just kind of where our economy is at right now, people were not willing. So that was a really awesome project to be able to see people's behavior when it came to money and it came to food. So I'm really excited to go to Nationals with that project with my partner. Um, but agri-science is also a big thing that I love doing. So I'm excited to do um, two projects in the spring with my partner. So that will be super hectic, but a lot of fun. And I'm excited for that. Are you guys competing at state with both of them? Yes, we'll be competing. I don't remember what category exactly. We haven't quite fully talked about what our topics are going to be over. But yes, we're going to be doing two and we'll compete with those at state. And it's so. you and Trinity again? Yes, it's me and Trinity. I She's the best partner ever. I really love having her. And I'm so proud of you guys. Like, you guys had oh. so much success over the last oh. couple of years. Like, last year you guys won nationals. This year, national finalists. Like, yeah. I don't know what happened before that because I wasn't really there. <laughs> but <laughs> The fun part about having her is that she's the stat person in our in our duo. She could tell you um, thousands of stats about our project this year. And, and then – the cool thing about me is that I'm the real world person. I can put that back to implications and how this really affects the average day consumer and how um, this is really affecting our economy as a whole. So that's something I truly appreciate about the duo we have is that we can talk about two very different things but work so well together. And that's I love doing that with her. Well, and right before I left or right after I left on the two. Yeah. 
we were talking and she was like throwing out all these stats and I was like okay that's yeah. enough like, all that's right. enough of that yeah. I heard it all <laughs> all the words that are on the list too buzzwords p value oh yeah she can spew them all out if there was a question that I didn't know that had some type of big buzzword in it I, I just looked at her it's like no <laughs> you take it so what are you gonna write your speech about in the spring so right now in Stillwater, with just the big population boom we're starting to have, so much agriculture land is being sold right now. It's so because taxes have increased a lot on these properties here. I just I honestly statewide and just everywhere right now, just the money right now. But I really want to talk about the problem that that farmers and ranchers are facing because they are having to sell their land because a it's getting too expensive and there's so many people just building around them. So it's just. Um, one thing I, there's a certain picture on social media somewhere, but it's this little piece of land stuck in the middle of this giant city. And I, that's, I've not, that's a large scale. I don't think it's going to happen to Stillwater, but a lot of land, thousands of acres every day are being sold, which makes my heart so sad as a cattle producer and just an ag lover. Like this is something that we need to start working at and looking at because by whatever the stats you've seen them all that by pretty soon we're gonna have to start feeding way more people with these smallest bits of land and that's not gonna work that's not sustainable that's not healthy um, that's just not even good for our farmers and ranchers so I really want to talk about the importance of keeping the land this year and I want to talk it probably will be ag policy but just talking a lot about that and just um, kind of really highlighting the problem that this faces and presents itself to a lot of people and I think, especially after moving, we were looking at buying land too. Yeah, right? like we yeah. like we really didn't know what we were gonna do. We knew we were, we knew which school district we wanted to be in, so we made sure we got somewhere there. But like, land was either way too expensive, mm-hmm. or way outside of where we need to be. Like, there's like exactly. there's like farmland across from my neighborhood, and there's like farmland around us, right? Like, I'm still in rural Nebraska. Like we have a population. <laughs> Like our town population is like four thousand. Wow! Like that. Like it's like it's a small town. Like we are a small town. <laughs> um, small high school too. Like only seven hundred nine through twelve. It's crazy. That's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a big change from Stillwater, where we had six hundred per grade. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have oh. about six hundred kids in my graduating class. Like what? Yeah, I'm gonna have like a hundred and fifty. That's amazing. Yeah. A lot shorter graduation ceremony, though, so. There you go. <laughs> Look on the bright side. There but you go. Land here is so expensive, too. Like, yes. I think they were looking at, my parents were looking at, like, buying maybe, like, five acres with a house or something. And they were like, we can't do that because it was, like, 300 or $3,000 per acre or something like that. What? And it was, it was way out there. Yeah, it was bad. Incredible. Um, so, I think, I think that speech topic is so so important thank you yeah I'm, I'm excited to give it for sure yeah um so since you're a senior what are your plans after high school Ooh, I love this question I'm kidding um honestly I've thought a lot about this and a lot of my emails now are flooded from other schools but still my heart goes true to OSU I'll be attending in the fall um, I got my little congratulations letter the other day that sang to me so that was pretty cool 
Um, but yeah, I plan on studying ad communications because I love photography. I love journalism. And right, like really what we're doing right now is something that I want to do in the future and be able to talk about people's stories because it's really important to um, really talk to people and find out who they are. So I'm unbelievably excited to go to Oklahoma State and study that. And I might even do a minor in um, journalism and then news uh, broadcasting. I love um, I got the opportunity to be on the news a couple of weeks ago for our county fair, and that was something that I really loved doing. I really loved talking to the guy. His name's Malcolm. Really great guy. So I really appreciated that opportunity, and I just I loved it. It was really fun. So that's something I think I might kind of head towards as well, and being able to have both of those things, um, photography and then talking to people and writing stories. I am just so excited to be able to go through that. But yeah, so that's kind of my plan right now. It it could be subject to change. I don't know. Um, a lot of people I've talked to is like, don't don't settle on one subject right now. Kind of keep your eyes open, keep your options open, because you might be halfway through ad com and hate it and want to move something else. So I'm kind of keeping my mind open, but those are kind of what I'm heading towards right now. And I think that career path fits you so well. <laughs> Thank so, you. So so well. So I have, I kind of want to know the experience of being Swatter's chapter officer or chapter president has been for your senior year. Like describe that, describe that experience to me. You know, I, it's been undescribable, honestly. When I got heard my name called on stage that night after bank or at banquet, I was so excited and honestly a little bit nervous too, because our chapter is so successful and I don't. I don't ever want to leave our chapter in a bad light. So um, a lot of that time kind of between banquet and between school started during the summer, it was a lot of growth for me just figuring out like, okay, this is my team. I'm going to lead them to success. I want to. This is uh, my opportunity to show my leadership skills. And not like I haven't had a chance to do that in the past two years. I've been on the officer team. This year kind of it was a limelight for me to be like, this is my team. I'm excited to lead them. I want to lead them. So it was a lot of growth and maturity for me kind of over the summer, just listening and talking to my fellow teammates about what their aspirations were for this year and then how I could encourage them to fill those shoes and fill those things that they wanted to do. And so far, we've done a lot of that. We've accomplished a model of top three model of excellence. We're there for Premier Chapter. We have 22 kids going for um, agri-science projects, kind of partners. We'll have 15 projects there. Like, it's I, I this cannot be a better year in these past couple of years to not only work inside of our chapter and get those kind of awards and be a part of that, but then kind of get to lead them there too. So that's been so fun for me. And I just, I really love and appreciate my teammates for um, all their hard work and their encouragement towards me. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better, each, each year I've been on that team, um, each person that has been able to make it on there has brought something so new. And I love the ideas, and I love the camaraderie that we have all together. And I really couldn't ask for better friends. I think your officer team this year is so special. Like, I was, (laughs) I was so ecstatic when I heard those names called. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people were like, "Well, I wish you were on the officer team," and I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm moving. Like, I can't be on the officer team." Yeah. Um, They were like, "Well, why didn't you run?" And I'm like. Because I'm moving, like I, yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> run. I can't run if I'm moving. Um, with you being a chapter president, how is that? How has that changed kind of your perspective on 
kind of advice that you would give someone if they were thinking about running for chapter office or running for state office? Yeah. Um, what's kind of your advice to them if they were kind of talking to you about that? And, you know, you can lead anywhere without a position. You don't need a position to um, use your voice and be able to bring change. And that's something that I would tell them, honestly, that um, just be a leader where you are and a lot of opportunities will open for you. And I'm not saying that you're going to have the same opportunities that I've had and you shouldn't. Everyone should have something different and a different way to get there. But definitely just lead where you are. Be a servant to the people around you. Um, find needs that you can fill, just simple ones. They don't have to be solving world hunger or anything crazy like that. They can be simply seeing someone who is struggling or nervous about going into a contest or um, is struggling just outside of school and they just need help. Go talk to them. Just be a friend to them. Just love on those people because you're going to make such a bigger difference if you just lead where you are than trying to um, kind of just run for those titles because a title means nothing if you're not a good leader. People will follow a leader with heart than one with no heart. Like that, that is something that I'm trying to live by right now as an officer and just as a person, just finding people who need help. And sometimes that's me. I need help sometimes. So I go ask people for help and I, um, I just need some love sometimes as well. So just my true advice for them to be is just, um, kind of be where your feet are grounded, just love the people around you. And then a lot of opportunities and a lot of people will take note of that. And then they're going to start following you and start appreciating you and loving on you. So just kind of just be where you're planted is really what I'd give them uh, people advice listening to this and just kind of myself as well. And I think that's, I think that's great advice. I, I think, um, you know, a title means nothing if you want a good leader. I think that's exactly. such an impactful, I think that's such an impactful statement. For sure. So your senior year, what's it been like to be on the Oklahoma Department of Ag Youth Council? Esther, it's been so fun. Honestly, I can't tell you how much fun our first meeting that I had. Um, we have another one coming up in October. It's been an unreal experience, honestly. And the people that all made it this year, I don't know how, but I got to meet all of them in a week span of each other. Um, I got to go to the WLC or the Washington Leadership Conference where I literally met half of them, which was so fun. I enjoyed um, speaking and talking with each one of them and just figuring out who they were. So that was fun. Um, I kind of knew a couple of people beforehand, like the people from Stillwater and um, Ruby from Ruby Bell from Bristow and um, a couple of other people that I already knew before that. So that was really fun. And then um, after that, I went to the cattle camp here in Oklahoma City. Um, it was about le- um, types of bills that we wrote and stuff like that, kind of figuring out uh, the legislative process of Oklahoma. But I ended up meeting the rest of them there. So it was a super fun experience meeting all of them. And I really love and enjoy each one of their personalities. Um, they all bring something so different. And I cannot wait for the rest of this year and just going to all the different places in Oklahoma and just really enjoying the friendship and lot like lasting relationships that I'm going to have with them. That's wonderful. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember like looking at the list and I was like, there's like five still other kids on this. Yeah. And then I, and then I, and then I saw the rest of the list and I was like, Oh, I know them and I know them. Yeah. And I yeah. think I've met them. Like, Like, that list is such a good group. Like, you guys are wonderful. I know. I'm excited. I don't think think I've gotten to meet all of you, like, all of you that are on the thing, like, on the Ag Youth Council, but um, I've gotten to meet so many of them, and they are such wonderful people. Like, they are great to be around, 
Um, and they're like, honestly, some of the most kind and genuine people I've ever met before in my entire life. I, um, for sure. Yeah. Your list is wonderful. <laughs> it is. What is the most impactful memory that you've had within the FFA? That can be positive, that can be negative, it can be one of both. Like, mm. what's kind of your why moment for you? Mm, this makes me think a little bit, but um, definitely my sister, she had a lot of impact on me to um, just love on other people. That was really fun for me to watch her. Uh, another person that I can think of off the top of my head right now would be um, Kiretta Woodall. She was my small group leader two years ago at alumni camp, and she's kind of my why, honestly. She really just showed me what it is to be a leader and how to be a positive light for Christ, honestly. Um, just showing me that you can lead where you are. And I really, really love her mentorship since then. We've um, talked a whole bunch since then, but I just I really appreciate her for um, who she is and where she led. And even in some of her failures, like not maybe not making um, president that year, really helped me um, because Libby didn't make state office either. So kind of I was in the same boat of the heartbreak that she felt. So we were able to connect on that. And I just I really remember feeling really loved on by her and wanting to make a difference when I went back to my chapter. So her definitely has been a big impact on me. And then this year alumni camp, um, I had Clara um, Duncan, and she was so so fun. I, I've never met more of a fun person in my life, and I think we're really similar in our um, just in our walk with faith and our just our light for other people. And so I really appreciated and loved having both those ladies in my life. I'm just really pushing me and just loving on me, uh, regardless of where I'm at right now. And so I'm really, I'm really thankful for having both those girls in my life. And just there's so many other people that I would love to give thanks for and just that have really helped me um, continue going even when days are really hard and I really didn't feel like putting a smile on my face a lot of my teammates were there to pick me up and like it's okay it's just it's a couple of hours you're gonna make it through just love on others you'll be okay um, and then my ag teachers have been really helpful so it just there's so many people it's a lot of we's that have made the me honestly and I just I'm really thankful for so many of those people including my parents and just kind of that whole group really and that's your list is full of a lot of wonderful and mm-hmm. super genuine people. Like, I think I got to talk to Kueta maybe, like, once or yeah. twice. I think I got to talk to Claire maybe once or twice. Like, I didn't get to talk to them a lot, but they are such kind-hearted people, and they truly, truly represent um, what someone who lives for Christ truly does look like. Yeah. And I think that I think that's something super special. I would agree. What – what do you think ag is going to look like in 10, 20, 50 years? Wow, that's a – yeah, honestly, I think so many aspects of it are going to change, but I hope the values and morals that it holds never do, honestly. Um, I think a lot more technology is going to be brought into a lot of the different operations, um, better AIing tactics, better genetics for a lot of different species, um, cattle, uh, sheep, pigs, whatever, a lot of that kind of stuff, um, a lot better – um, sustainability for farming right now a lot of better water conservation I just I hope for a lot of those things kind of get put into place because we need them honestly and that's that's the importance of technology and agriculture we need to adapt a lot of that but not change who we are and how um, it might change how we run our business but I hope it's not how 
um, it changes us. I hope that we keep the same values of wanting to work hard and just per- keep continuing to persevere as well because you need invi- in, um, innovation to keep going. So I have no idea what it's going to look like, but I hope some of those things are kind of sprinkled throughout and just helping the agriculture industry continue on um, at a high level, but also sustainably where it can keep going. I think I think you're right. I think um, improvements are going to be made with AI techniques and mm-hmm. being able to pick, you know, different genetics and get the product that you want out of it. Yeah. But also, I think the other AI, artificial intelligence, is really going to help okay. drive um, agriculture as well. So I think both of those together are going to make <laughs> um, better agriculture. There might be space to fly around by that point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, you never know. Maybe we'll. Maybe then I'll get my flying car. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, upgrade from the minivan I'm driving right now. <laughs> what is your favorite thing within the FSA? I think I've kind of touched on a little bit, but just the people. I really, they, they brighten my day so much. Uh, definitely going from other uh, committees and councils that I'm on, just always coming back to my FSA kids. It makes me so happy. And just, I think something that I enjoyed the other night at cheering at Stillwater High football game was that there were so many FFA kids kind of in the front row, and I was heading up back like back up to go see my parents. At least 10 kids stopped me and were like, hi, Aubrey, and just so supportive. And like so much. And they gave me high fives. They hugged me. Like, I just really love, I love seeing them there. And I love the relationship I've built with so many of them. A lot of the younger kids, too, and, and the older kids as well. But just I think I feel very grounded when I talk to them. And I just feel that they understand what I'm talking about. And I just love the people who brought that to me. And I just it's been really fun. And also people not in my solar chapter, but people across the state that I've gotten to meet are incredible people. And I'm just I could be more thankful for being able to meet them. And then I think a lot of the opportunities that I've been given to show cattle at a really high level in FFA, but then being able to go to livestock judging competitions and then all of the leadership camps I've been to because of the FFA have been so fun and I've learned so many great things from them. I think I think that's great. Um, this question you might not have an answer to or it might be really difficult to come up with an answer, but what is your least favorite thing within the FFA? Ooh, you know, that is a difficult one to answer. And I think at our officer retreat this past summer, we talked a lot about how kind of sometimes the FFA really pushes the leader, but not the servant. And the great thing about FFA is that we get to learn how to be servants first, because the point of FFA is being able to serve our community with whatever resources we have. Um, Something kind of we talked about at WLC was kind of our motto was uh, doing what we can with what we have. And so being a leader where you are means being able to um, kind of seeing the needs, like I talked about, seeing the needs around you and just helping pick those people up. So I think that's something that sometimes a lot of FFA sometimes maybe gets wrong a little bit is maybe pushing a lot of the leader, not a lot of the servant. So there's a really fine line and there's a great balance between the two of being able to be a, you can be a great leader by being a good servant. It's something that I've really learned these past couple of years and especially this year is just really important to me and it's something I, I think we could better talk about in the FFA honestly what are your goals for the end of your FFA career you know honestly I 
I'm just excited to kind of finish it out, honestly, with just all the people I've been able to have. But I'm really hoping to make another state project and then be able to win nationals this year would be so cool. It'd be so awesome to do that again, um, fraternity and myself. So I'm, that's something I'm really looking forward to, and I'm really hoping to be able to accomplish that goal. Um, but just an impact in my community, I really want to uh, – last year I got to do a grow cart project in elementary schools, and this year I'm hoping to do that in an elderly home and a preschool just to get that different uh, feel for it, just be able to help our community out in the oldest level we have and the littlest level we have. So that's something I'm really looking forward to, the project that I'll do. And then doing doing well in livestock judging, I really want to continue that. I really love doing that. So that's something that I really want to keep going on. So, yeah. Who is someone that inspires you either within the FSA or with agriculture as a whole? Hmm. There are tons of people I could say for that one. Um, right now, I think it probably would be my mom right now. I, not right now, but she's always an inspiration to me. But recently, she's just been such an amazing lady. And I love being able to come home every day and talk to her about struggles of the day or just about anything, really. She's such a great listener. And one of my she's my best friend, honestly. And so she's someone who grew up in agriculture, and I respect her and appreciate so much of the struggles that she went through and then all of the wisdom that she's been able to give me and my siblings over the last, whatever, 15 years we've been showing. So it's been, she's been such an amazing person to learn from and to be able to grow up with. So I just, a huge highlight to my mama. I love your mom. She's <laughs> so, she's so good. Yeah. I like I love her so much. She's so nice. And she's someone who like never failed to listen to me even though I'm not her child. Like Yeah. Yeah. I remember there's been so many times we've had like heart to hearts just like at volleyball games or yeah. as I mentioned like like we've had we've had so many heart to hearts and I think my mom's probably the same person for me. Yeah. Cuz like your mom is for you. So I think that's something really special. Thank you. Yeah. So to kind of to kind of wrap up this episode, what is any advice that you would give to the listeners? Mm. You know, I would probably just say to keep going. Even when things get tough, just keep going. Honestly, you can never, you'll never know what you can accomplish if you don't try. And that's for the good days. That's for the bad days. Just, just keep going. Just keep working hard. Keep your head down. Even without, you don't, you don't need recognition to keep going. So just, um, something my dad always told me, he's been one of the greatest coaches I know. Um, he just really told me to be working hard because you never know when someone is watching you be, to be like, oh, that's my inspiration. They're working hard. I can see they're working hard, and I want to be like them. So just keep plowing. Just keep going even when things feel like there is no end in sight. Um, I can say it a lot. Like this past week was really tough for me. I had – Tulsa the whole week, I had a football game the other night. So just a lot of things that have really drained me emotionally and physically, but I wanted to keep going, and I kept plowing, and I just I made it more fun for me that I just kept working. So just keep going. Honestly, that's my biggest advice to you. Aubrey, I'm so excited to see you at Nationals in, like, less than a month. Uh, and thank you for joining me on this episode to share your agricultural and FSA journey. Of course. Listeners, thank you for listening to me and Aubrey in this episode. And join me back here next week where we'll have another guest talk all about ag.